and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 197 for Patch 5.4, made possible by OpenRaid.org. Our topic for this episode is Warcraft Gift Guide for 2013. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. And this is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. We are a podcast for the casual world of Warcraft player. Coming up here in episode number 197 of HearthCast, uh, we got a StarCraft 2 gamer. He's going to receive his U.S. Pro Athlete Visa. We'll talk about that. We've got a couple looking for fills. Blizzard blands a player's account. And uh, what's up with Anduin? And then finally, we've got a Hey Blizz... Don't miss out on the social market. So, hey, Freck. Hey, Roots. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Hey, Freckle Face. <laughs> How you doing? How are you? How's your week been in the, in, in life this week? In life? In life. Uh, Normal? All right, good? cool. Yeah? No, that's good. Yeah. Nothing crazy? No. No? No. All right, well, good. Just good, you know? No news is good news. Yes. So. Good. I'm glad you're having a normal week. How about WoW? How's your week in WoW? I feel like it's been productive. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I signed up for an open raid to do the Throne of the Four Winds metas. So I'm one step closer to my Glory of the Cataclysm Raider achievement. Cool. It gives you a very pretty mount. So I need to do, uh, I guess, two more runs that That's I can find. Yeah. Oh, but wow. I got to wait for someone to post it. Or, or you could post what? your own. I mean, like raid lead. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean my own celestial run. Oh, that's... I know it's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What do, you, what do you need to do? Um, basically, the mid is for uh, what the other cataclysm raids. The other cataclysm, yeah. Like what? Where do you, where do you need to go? Specific. Blackwing Descent. Okay. Blackwing Lair. Okay. No, wait. One of those is a dungeon. I don't remember. All right. One of them you have to do. One of those. And then... Throne? Spine? No. I already did, already did the uh, Deathwing? Dragon Soul ones. That's Dragon a separate Soul? achievement. Okay. Throne? Why you got to put me in a spot like this? I had my I list. I don't know. Because I'm trying to get, you know... You know what? Let me consult my consul- Google document because consult your I have list. Do- you have down. the list of your to-dos before... Uh, okay, this is a separate list. This is like specifically achievements that I need. Wow, you just... I know. Okay, I need Blackwing Depths and I need Bastion of Twilight. I need the metas from there. Okay, so you just need meta runs of those. Yes. All right. Well... So I'm getting closer, yeah. Battle Panda will set that up for you. <laughs> See, I'm putting everybody on the spot yeah. now. <laughs> but check it out. Um, and I've had a few well, minutes like here Canadian. and there. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I started working on Glory of the Hero, which is dungeon metas for Wrath of Lich King. All right. And the reward you get isn't that um, fancy. It's a red proto-drake. But I figure it's a low-hanging fruit. So, oh, those are my favorites. Yes, I love going after those. Yeah, so I went to um, 
on Coret, you know, the old kingdom, <laughs> and there's yeah. different achievements that you do. It's mostly just um, killing something slowly enough so that certain things happen or killing um, the boss without killing the ads so it's harder, but it's, you know, super trivial. It's super trivial except for the ones that you have to not do anything because cause you outgear it so badly now. Yeah. And, you, you know... You know, kill the boss in the third phase with the three fires on his head. Yeah, the only one that I failed was the Halls of Stone. It's uh, the second boss. I guess people normally do it last. It's after the Brand Bronzebeard encounter. Oh, okay. You know, and he's yeah, fighting the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to sit through that first, and it takes five minutes, regardless <laughs> of how much you outgear it. Just it's how long it takes. Then he goes and he opens the door, and you're supposed to fight this guy, and you're supposed to kill... Five oozes. Well, I didn't even think about how fast he would go down. Sure, right. And so my pet gets in there, and then my pet, <laughs> like, eats him in half. You know, half his health is gone. And then I get, like, friendly NPCs attacking him. So even though I had stopped attacking him, I put my pet on passive, it was too late. So they ended up killing him before the mechanic, all the sludges came. So are you soloing in this content? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that Yeah, the Lich King stuff. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want to do all that again, so I have to go back and do it. Um, And the only other tricky achievement with that is going to be uh, the Oculus. You have to ride all three drakes. And I have credit for two of them on my maid, which is now 88. So I wouldn't be able to... I have to see, like, can I? Is that dungeon even doable by yourself because of all the vehicles? Hmm. I don't know. I'll go with you. Okay. And then the share the love in Gundrak, you have to have five party members get impaled throughout the fight. So you definitely need more people. Yeah, you have to have four of the people. <laughs> At least. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, I have my list, um, which is like a sub list of my other list. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm weird. Hey, you should definitely get the AnyDo app for your phone and computer. What's that? It's a list app. I already have Keep. Oh, this is better. Why is it better? Because it's better. Google's going to buy these guys. AnyDo, AnyCal. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to buy them. Okay. AnyDo, check them out. I'll look into it. I like my stuff to be very simplistic, though. This is very simplistic. Okay. It's very cool. You can actually tell it to, you, you select a time to plan your day. And you get a little chime on your phone, and you plan your day, and it tells you uh-huh. good job, and it congratulates you. Just positive reinforcements. It's good. I like it. Cool. Well, how's your week been? Busy. Yeah? Very, very busy. At IRL? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very busy. Cool stuff, but very busy. Yeah, you're all up on the scaffold, like, three yeah. feet in the air. <laughs> that was that was interesting. <laughs> I was felt nauseated just looking at the picture. <laughs> Um, yeah, no safety rails up there either. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, whew. Ugh. Yeah. Not, not good. Not good. Yeah. I don't, don't, I don't advise that. Don't, don't, no. don't do that. Okay. No. And then when a, uh, <laughs> and I was alone too. So Aye. it was just me 30 feet in the air on the scaffolding that was, that, here's a part. See, I climbed, and I've been up that scaffolding before. No big deal, right? Okay. So I climbed a thing. Everything's cool. I'm, I actually was on the scaffolding and then on a stepladder on top of the scaffolding. Because uh-huh. I had to reach into the ceiling. 
<laughs> scaffolding. Ah, the, I'm like cringing over here. What was awesome. So like I'm setting this stuff up and walking around and something broke on the scaffolding, uh-huh. which caused it to uh, jolt like down maybe probably all of an inch. Right. But it was just that sudden snapping sound, <laughs> that sudden metallic snapping sound that kind of, you kind of pucker up everywhere when that happens, actually. <laughs> and um, so that, that was interesting. Um, when uh, when somebody else finally did show up uh, to help, uh, the first thing we did was was take off this, the, the top ladder portions and put up the safety rails. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy, the guy goes, I brought safety harnesses. I was like, we have safety harnesses. He brought like they're, they're called come alongs. They're basically stuff you use to to tie down stuff in the back of your pickup truck. <laughs> he he brought those and he just kind of tied himself to the side of, of, of the safety rail of the scaffolding. I'm like, okay, you're not getting this concept at all, buddy. When you secure yourself to it, you don't secure yourself to the thing that might fall. You secure right. yourself to something that's like. In the ceiling, that's you know, in the rafters. Oh, oh mercy! But yeah, very. So I haven't really had a lot of game time this week. Uh, that and the fact that uh, uh, you know, it's the holiday season, and 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 we we, we got a new TV. Nice. Yeah, I'm very. <laughs> I went from like a 25 year old box. You saw, you've seen my TV, mm-hmm. the big box thing, uh, to a 60 inch bells whistles. Ooh. HDMI, clicked up the PlayStation, played Diablo, got bored after about five minutes of that. <laughs> so, my, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So, you did get me into an open raid world boss tour with Kiri, and that's always a blast. That's just fun, because everybody knows exactly what to do, so everybody kind of makes fun of everybody else for oh, yeah. other things that we don't know about. I got two pieces of Warforged gear now. I didn't get any drop. I got gold on everything. Oh, and I get an Endosta ring. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Hearthcast. Today's totally tantalizing topic. Warcraft gift guide for all levels of obsession. Brought to you by Open Raid. Open Raid allows players to form both cross-realm and local raid teams for scheduled or pickup runs for current and old content. Check out OpenRaid.org. Well, Freck, it is that time of year again. You know, everywhere else in the country, it's starting to get cold. Not here. It's a little cold here. No. It's I'm wearing a jacket right now. I'm in short sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. Uh, but it is that time where we tend to, you know, buy gifts for the people in our lives. And if you're not sure if that's someone special on your list is a WoW fan or not, Real quick, we have a guide to let you know if if they are or not. If they're going to be a WoW fan, you'll be able to say yes to some of these things. If they call their schedule a rotation, probably a WoW fan. If they ignore things that don't sparkle when they're out and about, and, you know, in their daily lives, probably a probably a WoW fan. If they get up at like four a.m. just so they can farm while everyone else is asleep. It probably laughing. Yeah. Probably, yeah. If they measure how much they get paid at their day job in current Chinese gold prices, <laughs> probably. Yeah. They thought the Hoarders TV show is about Warcraft. 
So they're okay. So if if you can say that about anybody that you know, the, the rest assured they are a WoW fan. So now that that is established, you have a bigger issue. What do you get them? You don't want to get the gamer in your life the wrong kind of gift because you've got different types of of players, right? That's right. So because and he, and then the players like different things. So we have a whole little matrix, if you will. It's Root and Freckle Face's WoW Matrix Buying Guide for 2013. For instance, if you're a new player, you want to get on something game-related? Well, the battle chest is all of 5 bucks right now. You get Mop for 10 bucks. So if they're a new player to the game, you get them 15 bucks. you get a battle chest and Mop, you're done. Got to get them in the game, right? But say they're a new player and maybe they kind of like pets. Well, show where to go buy cheap pets. Where to get a cockroach or a snake. Take them to the crazy cat lady's hut. Yeah. Or uh, tell them about the neutral auction house where people sell pets. What if they like mounts? A new player likes mounts. Well, faction mounts. I didn't know about faction mounts. Until a guildmate showed me faction mounts. Taught me all about them. I'm like, oh, I didn't know these things existed. You know, and it was so easy to get because after, what, after one of the patches came out, you're like, all of a sudden, everybody loves you and all the factions because you remember the horde. Go get stuff from the trolls. Go get stuff from them. Yeah. What about just stuff in the game for new players? Like, just stuff they can get. Oh, there's lots of fun stuff. Especially for cheap. Like a heavy leather ball. You give them like a stack of balls and they can throw them at people. Right. Or the paper zeppelins. You can uh, play catch back and forth. I try to outrun those. You do? Yeah. <laughs> or things that transform you, like the savory deviant delights. Yeah. See, that's fantastic. Yeah. Those are things, because people like that. All of a sudden, there's something else. And they're like, whoa, I'm a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're going to buy them, like, some equipment or something, new players, equipment for their PCs and stuff, you can get them my mouse pad. You know, it has, like, the World of Warcraft logo on it. Put it right there by the PC. Remind them that's what they're playing. They do make the uh, the gaming mouse pads that are a little more uh, reactive, I guess. Okay. Like, the Steel Series gaming mouse pads are like $7. They're not expensive. You can get some that are really expensive, but you don't have to go that far yet. No big deal. They're new players. Freck, what about swag? What's the new you get a new player for, like, something, some swaggy thing? Well, I don't know if they'd be ready to wear a Warcraft shirt. They might just, you know, not quite that committed. But maybe a sticker or a keychain. Yeah. Yeah. Or a key fob, oh, the authenticator, yeah. yeah, on the keychain. I used to worry about that when I had mine. Worry about what? Well, you know, you go to a restaurant like you know that has valet parking. Okay. Yeah, I'm not talking expensive. I'm talking like Bahama Breeze, where they have the automatic. Sure. You know, so you show up and you're like, you have to give your key away. You're like, well, I got my authenticator on that key keychain. <laughs> so you kind of wonder what they think. Oh, I thought you were worried about security. No. No. Like, no. Maybe a little. 
All right, so let's take it up one step to the casual player, Freck. Game-wise, if you're a casual player, you may want to get somebody, that casual gamer in your life, any kind of past box set for WoW that they don't have. Something to decorate their shelves. We noticed tonight that we're missing, what, Wrath of Lich King on our shelves? Yeah. So we'll have to go get that. <laughs> okay. Is that the only one? I think we're missing another. Uh... One, cataclysm. Oh yeah, cataclysms. So we're missing cata because that was a direct download. Right, that was when they first started that, I think. Right, and then for some reason we don't have Lich King up there, so we got to get those. But those are kind of have to. They're, they're nice to have on the on on, on this on the shelf, right? Right. You look up there, and go, yeah, I played that. Yeah. Now, if your casual game in your life likes pets, then what you can do with them, in my opinion is run some dungeons with them for those pets that drop. You know, do some dungeons or raids with them. For, like the ratings with Leisha's achievement. That you right, got. yeah. You know, Karazhan. Yeah. yeah. Take them to Karazhan and then spend countless times doing Karazhan and then the one time you don't go with that person, then they'll, they'll get it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> but they will fondly look back at all those times that you went with them and and remember it warmly in, in their hearts. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the mounts. Run dungeons with them till they get those mounts. I mean, Freck and I are in there. Probably we try. We we haven't been that that good on it, but we try to get in there at least weekly on uh, the Karazhan, um, the bird one, Ochden, whatever one. Arkandon. That's the one. <laughs> I don't think that's how you pronounce it, but. <laughs> I, I just go down and just go do it. Yeah. You know, every so often we'll run back to Magister's Terrace when we think about it on the Isle of Keldanus and try to get that. We'll go and run a Nixia's Lair. We can solo. If it's soloable, then, you know, unless you're just being there with the person and going to support them, then, you know, don't. What about some stuff for that casual player? Now, in episode 176 of Hearthcast, we talked about items that... Uh, the rare mobs drop. And those are collectible items, little knickknacks, the toys that they give out. And we know that coming up in the next expansion, we're all getting a toy chest. So it's not going to take up space in the bag anymore. But that is just going to be another list for people to fill in. So your casual gamers will love that. <laughs> Loving air quotes. But help them fill that in. Help them get those items. There's a lot about helping here for the casuals and everything. Equipment-wise, I'm going to recommend a good gaming headset. That makes a big difference. It really, really does. Yeah. And on this, it's not just more money does not necessarily mean better. You need to find out from the person a little bit about what, what they're... Uh, what they like. For instance, I know Freckleface, the gaming heads that you have goes behind your head. It doesn't go over the, you know, like the, 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 whatever it is, the arc. It doesn't go over your head. It goes behind your head. So it doesn't mess your hair up. Uh, the ones I use, the cucarachas, I know that's not what they're called, but that's what I calls them. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I, I like them because of the open earness of them. So they're not just like crunched down on my ear. They're open on that. What I don't like about them is I wish it had more bass in the, the microphone. So th you need to find that out. I mean, it's not like, hey, okay, I'm just go, go, going to go buy a Turtle Beach for them, and then they'll be happy. Don't, no, find out more about what they like, what kind of boom set. There's stuff you need to find out. 
And for swag, Freck, what do you recommend for the casual player for swag? Well, at this point, they're probably willing to wear a shirt, but maybe not willing to commit to a particular faction. Maybe they're still trying them both out. So neutral, faction neutral. Neutral, neutral. yes. So no uh, faction bashing shirts at this point. Right. No memes. Nothing that's going to make people look at them strange. They're not ready for that yet. So kicking it up one more level here, we're going to go to the semi-hardcore. This is the person who's made some commitments to the game. They've got all the expansions. They've got all the box sets. But what they may not have is one of the past box sets that has one of the bonuses in them. You know, sometimes they give out figurines, sometimes they give out codes, sometimes they give out cards. There's something, sometimes if you get that little box set, there's something in there for some people. And you can still get those on some of the, you know, auction websites that are out there or online retailers. You can still find those. Yard sales are also a really good place for those. But get them something that has one of those little bonuses in it that they can still use. You can still go and talk to a little dude there and wherever he's at and turn in your murky code and stuff. What about pets? Freck, for the semi-hardcore, you're the pet master here. What kind of pets do the semi-hardcore person get? Well, there are a few that come from the trading card games. But TCG. Are, yeah, but they're more common, like the Night Saber Cub. You can actually get that for a few thousand gold, or you can get it for a few dollars on eBay or Amazon. Yeah. And that's perfectly legal, by the way, folks. Well, sure. Nothing legal about buying a, a trading card game. Uh, card from a store and then scratching the code off word of caution make sure it says unscratched because you don't want to want somebody's already scratched and no. use the code on then you're just wasting your money for mounts freckle face semi-hardcore what do you think probably about ready for uh some meta achievement mounts so they're gonna you know, join them up on open raid yeah make sure they know about that mm-hmm Show them how to get into a group on Open Raid, how to sign up for a raid and go on a raid. Maybe run with them. Maybe run with them, right? Yeah, make sure they're using the gaming headset that you got them a while back. Sure. When they were still a casual player. So they get on the vent and they can understand what's going on. And then when they achieve, they get all their main achievements out of the way, they get a cool mount. You're working on your cool mounts now, so that's, you know, perfect there. For stuff, the semi-hardcore player, they're probably starting to get into transmog now. They're starting to realize that the gear sets they get are they're all right. Yeah. But the gear sets they can make, now those are cool. So maybe that you can help them. You know, like you said, you get Mogget that they add on map Mogget. You help them build or you find a really cool T-Mog set and then you help them get said T-Mog set. And then it look really cool. Which might involve going out to some lobby zone and killing a bunch of random mobs for hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, you so know. hey, that might it? be a commitment. Well, if you're on, if you're chatting with a person, you know it doesn't matter if you're spending that time with that person. Quality time. It's more about the time mm-hmm. you're spending with them than it is about the item that you're getting them. It's the time. Now. Gaming equipment-wise, this is where I'm going to recommend a gaming mouse for the semi-hardcore player. Uh, Logitech, good Steel series is good. Uh, the Naga series are good. Again, just don't arbitrarily buy it for a person. 
Talk to them, find out. Take them with you. Let them know you want to buy them a gaming mouse. If somebody came to me and said, Root, I want to buy you a gaming mouse. Come with me to the store. Let's figure out which one you want. That is what I want. I don't want someone to hand me a mouse and go, I bought you a gaming mouse. Thanks. Hopefully this works. You know, and I'm not talking about like, does it, does a mouse work or not? I'm talking about the feel. Does it fit my hand? Does it fit my play style? Does it, you know, am I going to be able to learn it? Do I want 13 buttons or 17? You know, this, this is different. Let me go and experience it and go, that's what I want. But gaming mouse, that's what I would do. What about swags and my hardcore swag? Freck, what you got? I think now they're ready to display for all to see their faction. All right. Yeah. So get them a faction shirt. Yeah. Horde Alliance, maybe one of the ones with the wargans on it. Or gnomes. They got those cool Normagon, University of Normagon shirts, whatever they are. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. That's cute. I like those. I kind of like I like the ones the t-shirts in there that um the person would have to know that I play WoW in order to get, you know, quote unquote get the shirt. Sure. You know, like re- inside joke. Yeah, or a reference, not necessarily a joke, but a reference. You know like the the, the Dalaran University. You've seen those, right? Yeah. Well, if you don't know that the Dalaran University is a reference to World of Warcraft, you just think someone's wearing a university shirt from the University right. of Dalaran, you go all right, cool, they're wearing a university shirt. But if it's a WoW player, then they're like, hey, cool, you're a WoW player. Then they know, so that's kind of cool. All right, so now we're starting to get a little serious. We're going to start talking about the hardcore player here. For the game, a hardcore player is going to want all pass box sets and any promotion material you can find. So whatever they're missing, complete their set. And if you have any kind of posters or boxes or calendars or anything with the world of warcraft on it that can go along with that box set that's what you want to include in this gift what we have for pets for the hardcore player freck the ethereal soul trader Ooh, you can get that as a pet yeah oh cool it doesn't actually house for about 150k yeah or you can uh, but it's a loot card so also buy it if you'd rather spend the money than gold. These just follow you around? He's do anything? I want one of these now. He is actually a vendor. What? When you have this pet, when you kill things, you collect souls. And then you use the souls to buy things from it. Like what? Uh, cosmetic items. Although they're not too muggable. Like what? <laughs> curious. Okay, what, Soul what is, Trader's boots. Okay, what okay. level are they? They're item level one. They're white level. Oh, but they're not team muggable. No. Oh. Which I'm hoping that'll be one of the things that they fix. Yeah, because suddenly I'm not interested in this guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, like I could get stuff from him, and I could, you know, but now, like somebody gave me a complete. Elf costume or pilgrim, some costume, like every piece of the costume, but it wasn't transmogable. I'm like, might have been the Santa one because I think that's the only one that's tradable. Yeah, maybe it was. I think everything but the hat is tradable. I was like, thanks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
So for mounts, Freckleface Hardcore, what do you recommend for a mount? Well, here's the thing. Once you get past the uh, in-game mounts and you're going toward mounts that you can buy, you really get into like extreme territory if you like actually go and buy someone a mount off eBay. Okay. So, the in-between stage is the Sandbox Tiger. I know it's not like technically a mount... But you can sit on it and pretend that you're mounted. Oh, that's like the little playground thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got that in a card game once. Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. It comes like 20 charges, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Does it squeak? I don't know. <laughs> What's funny is they added a bunch of similar items at the Dark Moon Fair, except they they look like the, the things that you ride on the carousel. Oh. And if you've ever ridden on one, it will play the Dark Moon Fair music. Ooh. No matter where you are, if you're in uh, Siege of Ogamar, play the Darkmoon Fair music. <laughs> it will not stop playing the Darkmoon Fair music until you log off. That so it can drive you insane. Yeah. Like you log off, oh here's the boss, and now this music is in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bug or is it just? I think I think it's how it's designed. I don't no. know. No, fix that. <laughs> you're like haunted. <laughs> yeah, that music's already creepy enough. Yeah, I, I like it, but I think that's one of the reasons. I don't. It's, I don't know. I, I just, I can't, I like that genre a lot. Okay. But it's, it's just hard for me to commit to it right now. I got some issues to get over with in IRL before I go to the Dark Moon Fair back again. So let me deal with those and see if I can get back there. Okay. Is that yeah. anything to do with being on top of a scaffold? No, nothing at all. Okay. That no, that, that was no, it was no big deal. Okay. Minor panic attack and I was fine. First panic attack I've ever had. I actually assessed myself because I'm a nerd, but it was okay. <laughs> I did. I was I was tachycardia. You've never had one before. Never. No, never had one. So it was 100. My my heartbeat was 130 plus per minute. Okay. Which is tachycardia. I was just get up there, sweating profusely, and my feet felt like they weighed like 100 pounds a piece. I just could not lift my feet. It's probably 500 pounds. I can lift 100 pounds with my feet. But you're a paramedic, so haven't you? Dealt with scary I've dealt stuff? with it. Yeah, this is the thing. I've I've dealt with worse than that. I've, yeah, right. yeah. As a firefighter, like to go for your fire standards, you climb up a ladder to the very top of this ladder on top of a truck. Okay, and you climb over. This is full gear. You climb over. And you have to lean all the way back with your full gear on. Mm. Yeah, you're strapped on. Nothing clipped onto and everything. But else, but still, I, I've been in much. It was just a very weird. It was the it was that clacking and the uh. thing settling of that inch that you just, it wasn't very unsettling. But that has nothing to do with the Dark Moon Fair. That's a whole other issue okay. Rick's got to deal with. But we're talking about gifts for gamers okay, right now. Okay, because this episode's about to be on the couch with Rick, you know? <laughs> All right, so Sand, Sandbox Tiger. He's cool, fun, creepy music. Got it. No, there's no creepy music at Sandbox Tiger. I was just commenting. Oh. It used to be the type of thing that was only available to trading card games, gotcha. and now they have these... Yeah, like the, but if uh, you get the one from the Dark Moon Fair, then that has a creepy music. Creepy music. Bug. Got it. So what about stuff? What kind of stuff can you get them? I say you take them through some of these uh, raids that have like the, you know, they can get their their weapons from ICC that everybody like the team mag ones. Yeah, yeah, and just pass on everything. Ah, uh, just go in there with them and like we're here for you. I am passing on all loot. I'm just here to help you kill stuff. Get your shards, nice. get your whatever else drops, mm-hmm. whatever else you don't. Just get it, you know. Just be nice. 
Equipment-wise, this is where you're going to get them a gaming keyboard. Now, I recently got a gaming keyboard. I like it. It's not an expensive one. It's backlit. It's got a very fast response time. It's got programmable keys that I don't even use. I got it primarily because it's backlit. Accidentally ordered two. Gave one to my son. He loves it too. But you can get some really, really nice programmable gaming keyboards from Logitech and Naga, I think, has one, Steel Series. You know, same the same group. They've all got them. And some are really cool. Do they have buttons that you just press it and it says, ah, shut up, noob? Uh, you could program it, yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, there are some that at one point in time were banned by Blizzard. Really? Yeah, but now they're not. Because they were taking advantage of Blizzard's scripting language that wasn't refined yet. Oh. So someone could press like one button and would do like 12 things. But it's like, we don't want that. We want you to press that button 12 times. Oh, okay. <laughs> so hardcore swag, what do we got in mind for them, Freck? Only the latest and greatest apparel from the last BlizzCon. There you go. You get the stuff on where? I guess the the, the Blizzard store. Blizzard store for that narrow window, and then you got to go to eBay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get everybody kind of hiking the prices up a little bit. Yeah. But hey, if you've got a hardcore gamer and you want some swag for him, BlizzCon's the way to go. Now, the list would not be complete without the extreme gamers. If you've got an extreme gamer in your life, we're about to tell you exactly what you should get them. For the game, you want autographed copies of the game. You want to find the developers, the top brass in Blizzard, people who have been integral parts of the game development. You want these guys to sign the copy of the game before you hand it over. Don't sign it yourself. That doesn't work. They'll know. You can probably look on some uh, auction sites, but you know, hey, we have to work a little harder to get an autographed copy of World of Warcraft for the Extreme Gamer. What about an Extreme Pet Freck? What do you recommend? You want the very best pet. You have to go with Murky. Murky. It's the 2005 BlizzCon pet. I got something like that from last BlizzCon, didn't we? Oh, I think you got the uh, Sir Merkelot or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, how much does that cost? Do you really want to know? I no. We can you can you actually put a price on this? Yes, I can. Okay, that price would be twenty eight hundred dollars. Twenty eight hundred dollars. Yes. Two thousand eight hundred. Yes. U.S. Yeah, that's right. Dollars. That's right. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Well, you could buy the murky figurine instead. Be about what three hundred dollars? Ninety for the figurine. That's not too bad. And then the plush. Let's see. Plush goes for about twenty to fifty. You get less than that on Etsy. Just go to Etsy and get it from there. <laughs> what about a mount, Freck? For the extreme WoW player, what mount would you get him for Christmas? Has to be the Spectral Tiger mount. Has to be. Mm-hmm. How am I checking the set route back? Well, not as much as the Marquee Pet. Well, but okay then. Let me go get it right now. How much? It's only 500 $500? 
But again, can you really put a price on? Yeah, I just did. It's a tiger, <laughs> and it's spectral, and it's a mount. So, can it fly? Uh, yeah, it should be able to. <laughs> yeah, Wait, at, I don't know. At that price, it better cook <laughs> dinner too. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I don't have it, but if it doesn't fly, it should. Well, I mean, if the 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 panthers can fly, yeah, the tigers should be able to fly. I think all mounts should be able to fly. Oh yeah. So it's like the motorcycle, and then I remembered my motorcycle could fly. There you go. It's been well, in the game. That one quest in a the day Deathwing came to town. Yep. One of my favorite quests in the game. <laughs> Extreme stuff. We're gonna get him. Well, we started off wreck with the new player. We got him like some stuff in the game, like a heavy leather ball. We moved up to rare drops. We moved into team mogging, running an ICC. For the extreme player, Freck, nothing more than a fully geared level 92. Legally obtained for them. How are you going to get them to gear, though? That's not my concern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the extreme gamer needs. All right. Fully geared. Fully geared. Fully geared. All right. Might set you back. Oh, I don't know, about $789 or so, ballpark, U.S. Are you talking about buying a fully geared from someone else's account? I I would never condone such uh, behavior. I'm just saying. You can always just change your last name to your friend. Smith. And then... Get accused of marrying your brother. Yeah. (laughs) Like Safety One did. Sorry. <laughs> Root remembers these things. I don't know how you couldn't. <laughs> I might get lost on the way home, but by gosh, I'll remember Safety One was married to his brother. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, get him a fully geared out level 90. That's all I'm saying. How you do it, that's up to you. For the equipment in the extreme gamer's life, you want to get them a nice... Nice gaming chair. Oh, I mean, you're gonna be in that chair for a while, and you want to be able to do these raids without going numb. This is you know very true. Saying? Yeah. So you definitely want to get uh, some. You know, you want to do your research and get a gaming chair. I've got one. I'm trying to figure out the brand name real quick. I want a chair with cup holders in it. <laughs> Every time I drink a glass of water when I'm gaming, I forget about it, and I go to bed, and I'll leave it, you know, maybe quarter full on right. the desk, and then at like, you know, 2.30 in the morning, Cat decides he wants to try to drink out of the cup, and then he knocks it over. What? Yeah. So then you wake up to clang, and then it's like, oh, there's water over my desk, and I got to get up and clean it up. All right, so I have what I call a gaming chair. Okay. Now, it doesn't have cup holders like the one you want, Freck, but it is a moderate gaming chair. It's called. It's from a company called AK Designs, and the name of the chair is the Octane PC Gaming and Office Chair. Does it have a footrest? It does not have a footrest. Does it have a massager? It does not have a massager. <sighs> it looks like a, like a racing car seat. Oh, cool. You've sat in it. Yeah, but it was all out of whack, and then like you fussed at me, and I was trying to yeah, arrange it. Yeah, of course. It's so, my gaming chair. Don't change the settings. So I didn't on- get to experience the comfort <laughs> of it, because it's all in your settings, and you're like two feet taller than me. Yeah, you try to adjust the height. You try to adjust the <laughs> arms. I'm like, what are you doing? No, stop. 
Stop trying to adjust my gaming chair. <laughs> and it's not, you know, it's not the top of the line gaming chair, but it is a nice gaming chair. Now the extreme, yeah, you're gonna want to spend up to thousand dollars on one of these things. Hmm. They better come in massage. Little story. I bought uh, some gaming chairs when I at at work. <laughs> And they they have they have speakers built into them, like a subwoofer, at the lumbar region of your back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wired, which makes it a little awkward. You have to have either really long cable. You're always going to be stepping over cables with this thing. I wish it was Bluetooth, but it's not. It's wired. Super durable, super comfortable chair. Love it. I've had it for a couple of years now. CEO walks in when I, we'd probably had him a month. Walks in the office, looking around, we're there in the chairs, doing our thing. He starts to walk out and he stops, turns and goes, where do these chairs come from? I said, well, well, I ordered them. They're under, under my budget limit, so I went ahead and ordered them. He goes, uh, do you see anybody else here in the office with the chair like these? He said, no. He says, what does everybody else in the office have well they have their standard black office chair he goes yeah who authorized this purchase i was like well it was under my budget so uh i authorized he goes hmm so go talk to the county we'll, we'll get this figured out so i end up having to pay for those two chairs oh <laughs> they're like 200 bucks a piece oh that's just lame but it's no, they're cool because like when my back hurts, I just I, I plug in the speaker and I turn up plays on like Ace of Bass or something. And it's just like oh, free massage. <laughs> now the cool gaming chairs, like they do have all that in there. Like they've got the stuff they have. In fact, they had one on display at uh, Epcot Center here in Florida, and the price of the of this chair was. It was more than a Ford they had next to it. It was like a, it was like a sixty thousand dollar chair. Ooh. Yeah, they're like you could buy this car or this chair, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> it moved in mysterious ways, you know. Mm. Like, um, did that one have an armrest? Yeah, or a it, foot rest. Yeah, it did. It had armrest, foot rest. It had a neck rest. It had all. It was like all these different things, and it and it slowly moved. So when you sat in it, you didn't realize it was moving. But it prevented the blood from pooling anywhere, which is what causes something to go numb on you. So you don't have the butt numbness uh. from raiding because you're constantly moving and shifting your body. So, yeah, go extreme, but get them a nice chair. Chairs are fantastic. Can You, can, you cannot go wrong with a good gaming chair. Freck, what do you think we need for swag for the extreme gamer in your life? The only thing that could be anywhere close to satisfactory have to be the unwashed shirt of Chris Metzen stolen from his hotel room at BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> and you happen to have one of these just sitting around there, Frank, for an extreme game in your life? I'm just saying. You're just saying? That would be. That would be. If you're going to go apparel for the extreme WoW player, <laughs> unwashed, unwashed, of course you got to got the the scent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be metanized. 
Is that eau de medicine? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. Would you happen to have some eau de medicine? <laughs> ah, that's funny. You know what? We're going to have this little easy guide up on our on the website over at hearthcast.com. It's going to be the same place where you got this episode. You can listen to the episode. You can grab this little sheet. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff in here for the extremes that are kind of cool, but you can look in here, and we do have some fantastic ideas for the gamer in your life. Wow news for the casual player. StarCraft 2 Gamer receives a U.S. Pro Athlete Visa. The world's first professional StarCraft 2 Gamer has been granted a five-year Pro Athlete Visa for the United States, making Kim Violet Donghuan the first of his kind. He was one of the first gamers to apply for what's called the P1A visa when they were introduced in July. The new paperwork doesn't mean he can live permanently in the U.S., but it does mean he'll be treated like other, more traditional athletes, able to easily enter the country temporarily to participate in tournaments. He went a little crazy on this, saying one of the first things he wanted to do was go have uh, Jaeger bombs with his buddies. I mean, can you imagine you're in Korea, or you're in, it doesn't matter where, you're in a country... And the people you play with at a level of professional level, this kind of thing, are in a completely different country. And you can't get in. He was actually denied visas prior to this. You can't go meet them. You can't. I mean, you have the opportunity, but you're denied the opportunity to go. You have the means, mm. you just get denied. And now, number one, it's a pro athlete visa. So it's it's something where the U.S. is starting to acknowledge uh, the athleticism, if you will. Of pro gamers, they're starting to treat it as a sport. There are the you know there's a lot of the StarCraft competitions you can see on TVs or in bars, and you can do the BarCraft and all that kind of stuff. But it's starting to get a little more of a mainstream following. I tried BlizzCon. We tried. I didn't know enough about what I was watching, but I tried to watch some of the competitions. I know we got guys at the office who play StarCraft, and they're just like. Oh, what he tried to do with this opening move and then to build this and do that. I don't know what he was thinking. That only You can only pull that successfully off like 1% of the time, but he does it. It's like, cool. Yeah. I built my fort. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just excited about this because this does finally bring some recognition to the fact that gamers of this nature are being treated as pro athletes. They did try in Blizzard to have some of the arena matches on. And those I could kind of follow a little more because I kind of knew what was happening. So who knows? Maybe we are next. Maybe we're next to be the next pro gamers, you know? LFR. Yeah. yeah. Pro, pro athlete <laughs> LFR. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, get me a visa somewhere. You, how much can you charge in that thing? What do you mean charging that thing? Well, they gave him a visa. Ugh. What? <laughs> I got freck to do the dead guy side. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one. Looking for fail PST. We have a couple of blizzard fails this week. They just, they don't, I know this is normally when we talk about, you know, group fails, you know, LFR or whatever, but it's just two instances of blizzard just failed hard and we had to call them out on it. The first incident did not happen directly to us, but we were having a conversation over an event during one of the raids, and one of the players was relating a story that happened to him. There was a really cool mount, I don't remember exactly which one it was, up on the Black Market Auction House. 
And he had had enough gold spread out on his tunes to buy it, so he gathered up 300000 and bought it. The next morning, he found out his account had been suspended, and he was told that he had been breaking the Blizzard terms of service by buying gold. Then, after many rounds of discussions with Blizzard, he was told that his account was suspended for suspicious activities. And the discussions continued with the player telling Blizzard exactly what he had done, that he had not done anything illegal. After about a week of back and forth, they suddenly unsuspended his account and then told him that his account had clearly been compromised and they refunded all his gold to 300000 And his mount was still there. <laughs> so this guy buys a mount, gets all his gold together from all his tunes to buy this 300000 gold mount, wakes up, finds his account suspended, Spends a week haggling back and forth with Blizzard, who finally goes, well, okay, you probably got compromised. Here's your money back. And he got to keep the mount. So he got a free mount for a week of trouble. I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, what, I think everything else you lost in that week of having his account suspended. I mean, I, I drop off the game for a week, no big deal. But, you know, if he's a character who's got, if he's a guy that's got over 300,000 gold in all his tunes, he's doing something right, right? Yeah. Probably plays a lot. And now he's got his, so, I mean, yeah, I guess I can see that. I guess it's still, Blizzard just kind of knee-jerk reacts sometimes. I think that's what the moral of that story is. And don't give up if you know you're right. Tell me what's going on with Anduin. What's up? Tell me. I've been dying to hear this the entire time. You put you, cryptic notes in the show notes. Cryptic. Some awkwardness. Okay, so a little background on Anduin Wren. Throughout most of the game, up through Wrath of the Lich King, he stayed a little kid. You can even fish up his gold coin in the dollar and fountain that has his wish. And he says, I wish to grow up. It feels like I've been 10 years old forever. But I'm bummed. And Cataclysm, you know, they, they change things and Anduin grows up some. He's still a young teenager uh, but he's coming of age and he's learning to fight. And you get this quest where he joins you in some skirmishes around Stormwind and he realizes his potential as a priest. When Mr. Pandaria comes out, some time has passed and the plot centers around him being kidnapped or going missing when his ship sinks near Pandaria. So if you played it and everything in the order it came out, you would have helped Anduin turn in the quest and then months to a year later picked up this quest to go find him. Right now, if you start a character and you go up and you start from now to Pandaria, like I've been leveling my uh, mage, she was 80 when I picked her back up again, it gets some awkwardness. Because you're ding 85, you go to Stormwind, and you get two sets of quests. You get one from Varian, and he says, Hey, Go talk to my son. So you go talk to Anduin. He's like, I'm going to follow you around for a little bit. Like, okay. I remember that quest now. I go back to Varian. And he says, my son is missing. <laughs> you have to go find him. And he tells you to go to this ship. I'm like, okay. So I pick up that quest. You know, walk out of the throne room. Anduin's still following me. Was and, he fought, wait, was he with you when the king said he's missing? Yes. He <laughs> followed me all the way up to the point where I got on the boat 
to go find him. <laughs> I was like, dude, your son is right here. Hey, here he is. Yeah. Hey, King, King looks. Here he is. <laughs> this is really awkward. That's funny. Yeah. That's <laughs> Continuity. Is, yeah, is a funny fickle thing. Really yeah, is. yeah. Normally, it kind of makes sense, you know, when you're changing locations, you're changing time frames. If right. You're, if you're going right. back and catching it, but in this case, since they both happen at the throne room, it's just it's really weird the overlap. <laughs> Mind blown! It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My son is missing. He's right here. Not that one. <laughs> the older version of him. <laughs> the young one's right there. So did you go back and complete the young Anduin quest line, or you just kind of give no. up? With that? No, no need. I to, didn't really. finish it, so he's wandering around, I guess, without me. Oh, yeah. Are you sad? I'm a sad. Bit. I'm sad. He's such a sweet guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say so. You don't think so? I don't know. I guess maybe. So yeah, continuity weirdness. Like us at Facebook.com slash HearthCast. All right, so we got some a little bit of a hey blizz here, and it might be a little bit of soapboxy for me, but I'm going to go ahead with it anyhow. And this is basically my message to Blizzard on this one, is that they need to not miss the social market. Blizzard has a minor identity crisis going on. While the game is intended to be a social one, it thrives on closed social circles like a guild. And it doesn't do too well in open social arrangements like Raid Finder. Now, Blizzard has given us tools to make content consumption easier, like looking for dungeon, looking for raid, etc., and they've taken the burden of group forming away from us. I don't know if you remember having a former dungeon like in Wrath Days or BC. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, you want to go do something, you spend 30 minutes trying to, you know, people complain about a 10-minute queue time now. It's like, back in my day. Anyhow. Fast forward a little bit ahead of that, but rewind a little bit from where we are now, you end up over at BlizzCon. And their own remarks at BlizzCon regarding the 100-person battle tag limit indicate that they don't fully understand how social networking has integrated itself into the game. If you remember one of the panels, someone came up and asked if they could remove the 100-person battle tag limit, and the comment back was, well, you have more than 100 friends. You know, it was like this bewilderment from the panel, and they were like, yeah. Because it's Facebook friends. It's acquaintances, it's battle tag friends, it's people from Open Raid, it's all this social Twitter, aspect. Yeah. yeah. It's not just, do I know 100 people personally who live within a three mile radius from my house who play the game? No. Right. I mean, if you look on Facebook, how many friends most people have, a lot of people have several hundred. Because making a Facebook friend is just somebody that you're acquainted with, that you wouldn't be uninterested in hearing about what's going on with them. And a lot of people use a battle tag as the same thing. It's like, I would go on you with the dungeon. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Battle tag friend. And that way, if somebody wants to start something up, they say, hey, do you want to go with me to do this uh, share the love thing, this achievement that I need for the people to do? You have a wider circle. You have more chances to get those spots filled. If they limit you and they're trying to push the fact that, oh, it should only be people you know, your friends, I mean, it, it does contribute to that closed networking. Right. Well, you have to look at how social networking has integrated itself in a game. And, and like you said, we, we mentioned Twitter. 
You've got live feeds. You've got Twitch TV. You've got podcasts. There's so many other things that are happening on the outskirts of this game that have turned it into a, a, a social inter-networking game. And this is the thing that Blizzard is missing. So I do want to give them some suggestions so they don't miss out on this market that is available to them right now. First off, the easy one right off the bat is get rid of that 100, 100 limit, 100 friend limit. Just get rid of that. Make it 1,000 or just get rid of the limit altogether. Let us police that. We're okay with that. Let us link our armory pages to social media hubs. For example, let us auto-tweet achievements or other things about our characters. Yes, there are ways around that I hobnob something together for that. It's clunky at best, but it kind of works. When I get something new and it does something, I get people who comment on that on Twitter, and that's cool. And, I can, and then if I play in the middle of the night and do something, people say, ah, your Twitter feed's ratting you out. And I go, oh, cool. you know. But it's doing something, and that's cool. So if Blizzard gave us a real way to do that, it would be even better. Let us link our armory to our social media hubs. Blizzard could auto-interact with us on, for instance, Twitter. They could have a WoW bot that would send people grats when they do something special in the game. Now, I'm not talking about dinging 90 or anything else that everybody does. These are special things that people do to get a rare achievement. They complete the what a long, strange trip it's been. They do something that's very rare. They get a rare drop. You know, something that is not going to happen on an everyday basis. And this WoW bot could actually tweet that out to everybody to let somebody know, hey, this person just did this in our game on this realm. Boom. And that's kind of cool. They can send us push notifications to our phones. If you've got the WoW Armory app on your phone, it could receive push notifications about some different things. Server statuses, for one. Is your realm up or down? People like to know that. And uh, there used to be a way to do that, the realm status, but they've kind of you know gone by the wayside. What about breaking news? You know, it's it's nice to get news from within Blizzard before you get it a different way. Like when Ghostcrawler left or announced his leaving, it's one of you know I got it like five different ways before I actually heard it from Blizzard. And I, you know, it's like that's not cool because now you have to do fact checking. You know, something that that big, you don't go on the first word that you hear unless it came straight from the source. In which case, you would have you know been better off. What about push notifications for things you're watching for on the auction house? If you are watching for, you know, a mount to be on there or a pet to be on there or something, instead of spending your time refreshing the auction house, if you got a push notification that said, hey, this item is available that you've been looking for, click here to buy now. Okay, I'm buying it now. You'll be able to buy it right then and there. Speaking of buying stuff right then and there, let us sell to us, Blizzard, on an app. In our in the in-game, in the, the remote auction house, in the mobile armory, that's what I'm looking for here. Sell to us. We buy your products already. We are subscribers. We already spend money. So let us know what else is coming up for sale. Let us know that there's a pet coming up or a mount that's coming up or let us know whatever's coming up for sale. And then give us the opportunity to do an in-app purchase. And we will buy because we do that. That's what we do. We already buy your stuff anyhow. Let us just we're just we'll throw more money your way. Just give us an easier way to do it. 
Redemption codes. You're using our app. We like you to use our app. We're thanking you to use our app. Here's a redemption code. Go take this code to this NPC in the game, and he'll give you something. Cosmetic-wise, otherwise, transmogable, who knows what. They'll give you something. But it's a cool way to see exactly how many people are using it, because you could track that code. What Blizzard needs to understand is that the stereotypical WoW player does not exist anymore. That guy Cartman killed off in uh, uh, South Park? That guy doesn't exist anymore. We're here. Socially engaged people. And we're waiting for Blizzard to give us more ways to interact. I'm just afraid they're going to miss the boat. It's not too late. They can step up and do this. They just have to realize where they're at and what they're potentially throwing away. Millions of dollars. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of HearthCast. This has been HearthCast episode number 197. And here's what we're looking forward to. We have the next contestant on HearthCast AOE. If you are available for 15 minutes between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on a Thursday, and would like to challenge either myself or Freckleface, just send us a message through SpeakPipe on HearthCast.com, and we will take care of all the arrangements. You know how the game works? We'd love to have you on. And as you leave our episode, go check out the Vote 2K podcast. It's over at twitch.tv slash vote the number 2 cake. And the WoW podcast subreddit that is reddit.com slash r slash WoW podcast. And you can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email over to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like us over on the Facebook page, or you can send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5, Open Raid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next week, this has been Roots and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Oh, 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 oh,